Welcome to the Mind on My Money podcast presented by Pinnacle Trust. Hosted by RebelGrove.com publisher Neil McCrady and Pinnacle Trust financial guru Martin Palomo, the Mind on My Money podcast tackles the financial questions we're all thinking about. From paying for college to saving for retirement, from life insurance needs to 401ks and everything in between. The goal is to help you take the stress out of financial concerns and give you some tips to enjoy life while your mind is on your money. Now here are your hosts, Neil McCrady. And Martin Paloma. Welcome to another edition of Mind on My Money podcast presented by Pinnacle Trust. I'm Neil McCready. Martin Paloma with me here today as well. It is uh, Thursday, February the 11th as we tape this. A lot of stuff uh, going on in the markets. A lot of people talking about stocks and stuff. We talked stocks a little bit last week. I think we're going to do that again some today. Uh, Martin was saying people want stock tips and that kind of thing. And Martin made a great point in our little uh, text conversation before we were getting started today about there's a difference in, uh, between playing in the stock market and investing in the stock market. And, uh, we'll, we'll, and when I say the stock market, there's more to the stock market than just the Dow Jones or the S&P. There's, just, there's a, lot, a lot there, and that's why you need experts like the people at Pinnacle Trust. So we'll get to, uh, get to Martin in a second. First, I want to tell you, I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number. Here's all I ask of you. This is all uh, people at Clark Ford ask of you. If you're in the market for a vehicle, call them and get a quote. Even if you know you're not getting a Ford. Even if you know you're not getting a Ford. Call Clark Ford, get a quote. Make sure that you are uh, headed in the right direction. There are some people out there in that field that... uh, They'll take advantage of you. You don't want to be taken advantage of. Call and get a quote from Clark Ford. And if certainly if you think you might be in the market for a Ford vehicle, call Corey Clark. Corey wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. And you'll find out what that means when you make a call. 662-257-1900. And Martin, uh, good to uh, be with you again today. And before we get started, tell the people about Pinnacle Trust and how they can get in touch with you all. Indeed. Um, yeah, excited to be back, Neil, and, and kind of a continuation of what we talked about last week, but then adding a little more uh, into it as well. But, um, you know, one of the things I'm going to, I'm going to piggyback off of, uh, of what you were talking about in our texting, our pre-show texting. And, um, and I have gotten a lot of questions recently about more about speculation than investing. People wanting to know, Hey, what's the next hot, you know, stop stock tip or, you know, what should I do to, to make a ton of money right now? That instant gratification piece. And, and we'll, dive into that a little more on the show but um you know one of the things that you know we try to help people do is balance out the hey what are your needs long term versus your you know your desires and your wants today um so if you're doing it on your own or you have an advisor that that isn't talking about the long term making sure that you have you know enough there for uh, the rest of your life once you hit that retirement phase or if it's you know saving for for kids college or or whatever the goals might be, um, you know, give us a give us an opportunity to to talk with you, kind of like uh, you know Clark, the Clark Ford Group. You know, it's no obligation. We're not going to strong arm you into uh, you know moving your accounts over, but you know at, at least give us a shot of of showing you what we can do. Uh, you know, the benefit and value of of doing a little bit of mapping and long term planning. Um, you can reach us on the phone six zero one nine five seven zero three. 323 uh, email info at dot com, or you can catch us on social media on um, facebook <clears throat> on on twitter as well we're we're pretty active with 
the mine on my money page and the pinnacle page as well. So uh, you can leave us a message there. We'll get back to you uh, as quick as possible, or you can just call us 601-957-0323. All right, let's talk about stock tips. You always, people hit you up for stock tips all the time. They're like, hey, <laughs> what are yeah. what are some stock tips? How do I make a quick buck? And here's my, my little answer. I think I may be onto something here because what I do and I told you this last week, but I'll, I'll say it again so you can kind of expound on it. I have a retirement account that I let a professional handle here in town. And uh, we meet once a year, and I have questions, and I get answers, and all of those things. And um, it's a family relationship, right? And then I have an E-Trade account. And I have a limit on that, on what I'm willing to, 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 to lose. And if I ever lose that amount, I'm done. But I get to play with that amount of money. And if I'm up 20 bucks, yay, that's fun. And if I'm down 20 bucks, that oh, that sort of sucks. But I get to kind of play with that money. Um, and for me, that lets me scratch that itch. And also, it lets me realize that, boy, if I was doing this with my real money, I'd be in trouble. Um, I kind of sometimes wish more people would do that rather than get themselves in trouble open up a little E-Trade account, play with a couple hundred bucks, and if you make a hundred bucks, super good for you, but let people who get paid to do this for a living take care of your retirement. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and Neil, we don't, we don't discourage people from doing that either. We actually encourage it for folks that, um, you know, for people that have that itch, and not, not, all, not everyone does. Um, but, you know, we do have clients that have that itch of, you know, they're really interested in the markets and they want to understand and they want to how to make some decisions on their own as well and, and you know, and see how their trades turn out. Um, and we'll, set, we'll tell them all the time, hey, look, we're going we're gonna to break this out into a kind of a core and satellite, you know, type approach. The core of your portfolio, your serious money, the money you don't, don't want to quote unquote, um, we're going to manage that. And. You know, it's not going to be, it's not going to be super, super sexy. It's just going to get the job done. It's hardworking. We're going to make sure that you arrive at your destination, you know, unscathed, unhurt. Um, but then, you know, we'll tell them, hey, take, you know, somewhere between one and five percent of your portfolio and and open up a E Trade or Schwab or you know the new one is Robinhood, you know, account and um and go go at it. Give it give it a shot. Uh, and what we what we find is that a lot of times people will trade their own accounts, uh, especially in retirement. They'll trade their own accounts for you know a little while, and then they'll end up calling us and go, "Okay, I'm done. Uh, yeah. You know, just bring <laughs> here's the here's the account payment. Transfer the money back over into my you know into my uh, into my or my core account." And um, and I think I mean I think it's a good thing that people are interested. So I've gotten a lot of questions lately about you know, hey, what's uh what stock would you be buying? What's your best stock tip right now? And my answer to them is, you know, that's not really what I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, try to speculate on, you know, what stock is going to be, you know, the, the big, you know, next triple, double, you know, your money in a week or two weeks time frame Cause that's, that is speculating. That's gambling. And, you know, and there's stocks out there that did it. I mean, you know, the ones we talked about last week, uh, GameStop, AMC, you know, they did. They 
went up two, three, four, ten, twenty, whatever times, you know, wherever you got, if you got in at $20 a share on GameStop, you know, your money went up real quick. And, uh, and then it, if you didn't sell at the top, uh, it came down really quick as well. So, you know, those, those are some, those are some things that, you know, people, people like to have fun with and try to understand. I, and I tell people, know why you own it. Um, or else you're just gambling and speculating. And, but you know, even there are some, there are some companies that are not the, you know, the, uh, GameStops or, or the, the AMC holdings that have had huge turns too. And, um, you know, a lot of people talked about it because for whatever reason, it wasn't headline news, right? Um, so think about one of the things that, that almost every household became accustomed to during, uh, during the COVID lockdown stuff was Zoom, right? So if you would have bought Zoom in, you know, a year ago today in February of, of 2020, um, you know, you probably picked it up for less than a hundred dollars a share. And, and I didn't, I haven't looked at it, but I know zoom right now is trading somewhere in the, you know, 400 ish dollars a share, Here, but pull, you I'll, can make a, you I'll can pull make it up a and very, tell you right now. what's that? I said, I'll pull it up and tell you right now. Okay. Yeah. While I'm, while I'm bumping my gums, you can pull it up, but you can make a very real correlation, like a line going, okay, well, I understand why zoom went from, you know, less than a hundred bucks to 400 because there was value created in that company because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, and it's sticking around and Zoom is expanding its business line, all just, you know, the video conferencing or video calls and audio calls. Now they're getting into, you know, phone systems for businesses and stuff like that. So, you know, you, you can look at companies like that and say, okay, I understand how it went from you know, a hundred to 400, there's a reason it makes sense. There's, you know, the financials back it up. There's money coming in to back it up. That's, that's investing. Right. Zoom, by the way, Martin, as of point to it, Zoom as of this moment is at $440 and five cents a share. (laughs) That's awesome. It's uh, it's up two point ten percent above what I said. So yeah, it's up, it's up uh, 2.1% from, from yesterday. From yesterday, yeah, yeah. Um, Even though over the you know, course of over the course of three months, it's it's starting to kind of level. But it, you're right. I'm pulling up a one year deal. It, it uh, you could have gotten it at about a hundred hundred dollars a share a year ago from right yeah. now. Yeah, and it's it's it peaked. It appears to have peaked at about five hundred and twenty five hundred twenty five dollars a share when. And I'm curious to see, for example, and this is along those lines, like another stock that I, I kept an eye on because I'm personally interested in it was Peloton for the same reason. When oh, the, yeah. When the pandemic started. Huge, huge boom during the pandemic. Yeah. When the when the pandemic started, it was like, wow, watch it go. And and now it is, uh, let's see, I'll, I'll look at, see what it's done. I'm, I'm kind of making a point here. Uh, yeah. In, in... It backed down a little bit. Uh, I'm looking for the Peloton. No worries. Well, I'll tell you, while you're looking for that, I'll tell you Here another one that kind of did the same thing was Lululemon, right? Yeah. So, so Peloton right now. Know, is Lululemon it? blew up during quarantine because people were home and they wanted nice, comfy clothes. And, and, and we're talking about the, uh, you know, not the, probably not your like normal everyday Joes, but your guys are buying suits 
you know, uh, on a quarterly basis and they're home working from home, you know, now they're not spending their money on their suits. They're they spend investing into comfy, you know, athletic wear, nice looking athletic wear that they can be comfortable in in a work from home environment. So they blew up and I, I'm sure they've come back down. I, I haven't followed Lulu at all, but um, did you find the, what you're looking for on Peloton? Yeah. So Peloton, if you'd gotten in a year ago today, it appears, I don't have the exact number here, Martin, but it appears it's upper 20s, maybe $30 a share. Okay. Um, it got all the, today it's $146 a share. Okay, um, great money. And it, pe- yeah, yeah, so yeah that's, and, 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 but if you look at the three months, it's beginning to go down a little as people say, hey, I think, back, yeah. I think this is, maybe this, I can go back to my gym, maybe the gym opened again, maybe people feel safe going back to the gym. And so, I mean, who knows? Like, I think. So along those lines, but what's interesting to me, looking at stocks like these, is, you know, what happens with Zoom when the pandemic is over, or yeah. when it's mostly over. What happens to Peloton when it's mostly over? Because because a couple things are going to happen. Look, they're going to level out, but I still think those yeah. will have been great buys for people because, in my field, for example, I think Zoom's here to stay. I I think we. I think it's here to stay in my field too, man. And I'll tell you why after you tell me why. And then the other thing with Peloton is I think people and who, like me who uh, try to lead a, a healthy lifestyle, I have more appreciation for my Peloton today than I did a year ago because thank God. You know, my gym, yeah. my gym closed for months. Um, and the not just for me, but for my my family, the ability to go up and blow some steam on a Peloton class was a lifesaver. And those classes in the summer when Peloton started doing the classes from home, the, the, the instructor in his or her home, it was like getting to, to be, I know this sounds corny, but it's why Peloton works is they have these dynamic personalities that, that lead these classes. And when you got in their homes, to do a 45 minute ride with Allie love. It was like, Oh, I'm, I, I get to spend 45 minutes with my friend Allie and I get a workout and I'm safe in my own home and all those things, blah, blah, blah. I don't know that all of that completely goes away uh, because I think a lot of people will find that the product is good. And, and so they found yeah. that a lot of people would, who otherwise never would have tried Peloton or zoom, for example, now see the convenience of, of the product and they're not, they're not going to leave it just because the pandemic goes away. Right. Well, I think you, what the pandemic did for both of those companies was brand awareness, right? It wasn't that the product became any better because of the pandemic, but people became aware that it existed. There was a solution to their problem. And actually, the solution is a good solution, even not pandemic. Um, so I'm going to talk about Zoom for just a second, if, if, if you'll let me about why I think it is going to be around long-term um, as well. So I had, I've had i got a client, they um, they live about two hours away from, from Jackson. And uh, normally about once a year, they come into Jackson, we see them, um, you know, face-to-face. And, and I still like and prefer face-to-face contact. But, um, you know, being with them um, last week, uh, and it was, it was like Thursday of last week, and we did a Zoom meeting. And she, the wife, and, and they're both retired. They're, they had very successful lives and, um, you know, do a lot in their community. And one of the things that she, she said to me is, you know, she's like, hey, I think we may prefer to do the Zoom meetings with you going forward. And she's like, being as 
um, you know, we can go, we can meet with you in our living room. Um, we can see your face, but then you can share your screen with us just like you would do if we were sitting in your office and we can still go through all the documents. And she's like, and it saves us, you know, five hours or six hours of our day. Uh, and she's like, not that we don't want to, you know, she's like, we've, we enjoy having control over our time. And she's like, and our, you know, our Sunday school classes are meeting on zoom. She's like, we've become accustomed to it. And I was like, you know what? I respect that. And there will be people that, you know, that, that choose to do that. And man, I have a, I have a client in North Carolina, um, that I just did a zoom with earlier this week and she's young and, and, um, you know, and I like seeing her face to face too, but it is really reassuring for her to be able to pop on and look at my face and, you know, and, and us go through and, and do the screen sharing and help her solve her problems versus saying, all right, well, Hey, I'll see you in a, you know, next year when I get on a plane and come to North Carolina or, Hey, we can call, but you're just going to have to try to visualize all these things I'm saying to you, or I can email you a document and, you know, tell you what page to click to. I think there's, there's, I think they're both here to stay and they've been widely accepted, um, you know, by, by a lot larger mass than, than prior to. So the pandemic just made the, the product and solution awareness even more, even larger. Yeah. So you get the question, right? I, I kind of interrupted you. You get the question, Hey, how do no, I, how do I, what you give me some stock tips? Yeah. 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 How, how do you answer that when you get that all the time? Um, you know, one, I, sometimes it's kind of tongue in cheek. It depends on who my, <laughs> who the person is that's, that's calling me. Um, but you know, one of the things that, that I tell, and, and, and these are mostly clients that call. And one of the things that I, that I say to our clients, which is, which is a hundred percent true is we work with very, um, you know, like mass affluent high net worth clients. And most of our clients have, you know, they generated their wealth, um, from, you know, their business or, or something that they created where they understood the risk and for the most part could control the risk as well. So like, you know, Neil, you're a business owner, you know, you have these, the podcasts that you do, you have, you know, your, um, the rivals, um, business that, that you're running as well. And so you have, there are risks in your business as well. And, and you took risks when you started doing, you know, your first podcasting, but there are risks have understood and had some control over, or at least the outcome, if it goes, if it's bad, it's because, you know, it's something that you did versus, you know, with markets, you have almost no control of the outcome. You're just along for the ride. So, you know, my response to them is mostly like, Hey, I don't have, and it's true, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't have any clients that, that generated wealth and because of trading stocks. Most of it is they were good savers. They were, you know, disciplined. They, you know, had some the business they made their money in. So, you know, when it comes to speculating, that's not what, you know, our clients don't hire us to speculate. It's fun to talk about. It's fun to talk about some of the crazy stocks that have done well or some that have done bad and go, gosh, man, I'm glad we didn't own that. But at the end of the day, you know, what our clients really depend on is, you know, is create, building the puzzle pieces for making sure they have a dignified retirement, making sure that the plan that they have works. And if I'm just speculating and throwing good money at, you know, at ideas that are not vetted out, um, then, then I can't have that assurance to them or those, you know, those, Hey, we're, we're in good shape. We're on track. We're going to be, in, we're going to be okay. I can't give them those assurances. Um, you know, if we're speculating. So, so, but I do say, Hey, there are, 
I'm, I'm, I'm really glad you're interested in these things. I don't spend a whole lot of time, you know, looking into the next hot, you know, hot stocks or, or what's, you know, what's going to be, you know, tripling or doubling in the next few weeks. But sometimes the market does give us, you know, um, chances to take advantage of it. And I'll use kind of the pandemic as an example. Like there are companies like, you know, Disney or Delta Airlines that you know long term are you know they're strong companies right they've got they've got you know a good client base good cash flow good balance sheets but something comes along and knocks them off track like a pandemic and like for delta you know i think it's maybe trading around forty dollars ish a share right now um you know when it was down at the pandemic bottom at the beginning of the pandemic it may have gone down to 20 ish dollars a share i would say hey that's a good stock to that you know that, that you could buy at a really, really low price and because long term you know delta is going to be around there may yeah. be other airlines that go belly up and whether you like delta or don't like delta as a carrier you know strong balance sheet good cash flows good client base a lot of business customers which is good once travel business travel you know gets back going but i think it's around 40 dollars a share right now so it's if you 40, bought it at 20 42 dollars and, and 40, 42 dollars and 70 cents right now so Man, that's a good, that's a good money, right? Yeah. But that's not speculation because you can look at the company and say, Hey man, it's, it's a well-rounded company. So a lot of times people get really nervous when the market is, you know, is going down and people, a lot of times that's when people want to hoard their cash when they say, man, the market's going down and I, you know, gosh, I don't want to put any money in, but like, that's the time to do it because the market is giving you a a discount sale. They're sending Disney to Walmart and saying, "Hey, you can buy you can buy it for less than you would buy it at you know Belk or J.C. Penney or Neiman Marcus or wherever." And then you know another company like Disney. You know, you think Disney long. Think about how diversified of a business Disney is. You know, of course they have parks. That's what they're famous for. You know, they have their production, their movies that they create, but they also own ESPN. You know, they own ABC, um, and they they're a pretty well diversified company. And I think they went, the, I think Disney stock in the pandemic went down into the, the maybe the seventies, um, like $70 a share ish. And if you picked up Disney, you know, sometime, you know, March or April or whenever it was at its lows and you know, Hey, Disney's not going anywhere. They're coming back. Good balance sheets. You know, once people start moving again, you know, you get an opportunity to buy and I have no idea what it's trading at today. I, you know, I'm going to call it it's, it's, I know it's above 100, but I don't know. You know. Maybe it's 130, 140, something like that. Um, but, you know, that's a, that's a good buy. So those are not speculative trades. So sometimes when people say, hey, you know, what ideas do you have? If you would have asked me in March, I'm, I would have said, hey, you know, there's some really beat up companies that if you want to buy, you know, and hold on to it for a while, those are good trades. But, you know, folks that would say like, hey, you know, what about the GameStop stuff? And like, I'm like, man, I just... That is speculation, and and I can't see that happening. Uh, you know, you making money on that long term, maybe short term you can make money on it, but but I'm not in the business of short term money. I'm in the business of helping people develop long term solutions. And sometimes you get a fastball down the middle, man, and you got to swing at it. And that was really what the pandemic was for investors: was a fastball down the middle. If you had cash, uh, invest or if you want to move some of your bonds to uh, 
to stocks. So, um, but yeah, that's kind of, I know that was a long winded answer of when people ask me for stock ideas and I usually tell them, Hey, the best stock tip I can give you, you know, for your long-term money is have a well-diversified <laughs> stock portfolio, which is the boring, unsexy answer. Right. Um, you know, and one of the things we do internally is we change what that mix looks like, you know, like, you know, right now we're little, we, I like the non U S markets. I like emerging markets. So we're tilted a little heavy, uh, heavier there. I think long run, they've got some opportunities and a falling U S dollar. If you're investing outside of the U S and U S dollars, when, when you sell your investments and translate them back and, you know, do a currency exchange back into U S dollars, you get another layer of positive return. So, um, you know, there's some ideas that are out there, but you know, for the folks that are looking for me to tell them, Hey, buy GameStop at 35 and sell it at, you know, 475. That's just, that's speculation and gambling. And, and as fiduciaries, which is a big, a big term as fiduciaries, not allowed to speculate that, uh, that ends up being gross negligence and uh, we can get sued for gross negligence. Yeah. It's, it's what's again, it's kind of not to be repetitive, but one of the things that I discover whenever I play with it, the, the, the markets, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll get a tip from a friend or our message board yeah, or yeah. whatever. And, and it's fun, but it also makes me realize to do this. Well, you do have to do this all day. Every, all day. every day you yeah. have to really understand the markets you have to be well aware of companies and trends and you have to be uh well read and well studied and and all of those things you know like if, if you want to be a good sports writer you need to be a sports writer every day if you if you want to be a good chef you need to be a chef every day i mean those are things that you know it makes sense right and so it's always yeah. it's always a reminder to me that hey i can i can toy with this but, you know, I mean, it's like, look, if you want to get into phenomenal shape, the very best way to get into phenomenal shape is to hire a personal trainer on a long-term basis. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean. And probably a nutritionist. And Yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> well, I mean, can help well, you with your macros and all that stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, yeah. the best personal trainers are also as much dietitians as they are anything else. Um See, I didn't, I didn't even know that, man. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, you know, you, you get a dietitian who says, all right, here are the, you know, like, here are the snacks that, that are healthy. Here are the snacks yep. that aren't. Here's how, here's how many calories you should be trying to consume a day. Uh, when you do your Peloton ride, I want you to send me the, the analytics from it. I want to see how many calories you burned. I want, to see what, I want to see what you did. All of those things. When you go run, I want you to take an app with you so that you send me all your analytics. I mean, that's. They, they hold you accountable, et cetera. So my yeah. point is if you really are serious about getting in phenomenal shape, and there are exceptions, there are people that can go do it on their own. That's rare. And don't say, well, you know, I go to Orange Theory. Well, that, then you're going to a trainer. You're just training in a, in a class setting. In a group, yeah. Yeah, I mean, my, the point is if you want to be successful in the stock market, you've either got to hire somebody who knows what he or she is, is doing or you have to become an expert. And becoming an expert is difficult. And if you're trying to do becoming an expert on the side, good luck. Yeah. I mean, and, and man, an, another good analogy too is, is, I mean, it's just like, um, you know, if, 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 if you don't have the time or the expertise to do it and you're hiring someone to do it, they are, they are essentially your personal chauffeur, you know, to retirement or through retirement, I guess I should say. And, you know, so if you were sticking kids in a car with someone, would you want to hire the person that is, 
you know, has a really good safety record. You know, if you looked at his analytics or her analytics of driving, you know, it's like no wrecks, no speeding tickets. Um, you know, if you have uh, a tracker on the car, it tells you their average mile is, you know, at or either slightly below or, you know, the speed limit. You say, okay, that's a person I want to hire. You wouldn't hire the person who, you know, is about to go to prison because of, you know, how many speeding tickets they have and, you know, and wrecks that they have and they're not about to lose their insurance. Like, that's not the, that's not the person you hire to, to drive your kids around. And same goes with your money. I mean, you want, you want people to help you with your money that have good of, of safety, of, of getting people to their destination, not, you know, just, oh, well, because last year they had, you know, they called GameStop at $20 a share and told you to sell it at 400 doesn't make them a, an expert. It makes them lucky. And, you know, and sometimes, sometimes luck is better than skills, but man, to be lucky consistently is impossible. Uh, and as, as boring as it sounds, man, it's like slow and steady wins the race, you know, and, and if you want to be healthy and you don't know how to do it on your own, you know, hiring a personal trainer and slow and steady wins the race. It's, you know, it's small steps over a year or two years with a personal trainer versus, Hey, I lost 30 pounds in you know, a month. I'm probably not going to keep that weight off. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's about having a, it's about having a plan. So, um, I'm curious for your your standpoint. You are someone who watches the markets all day. As you sort of watch all of the vaccine roll out, when you balance that with uh, the, the the new administration that's in place, when you balance that with some of the talk about new variants and some of those things, how, how do you sort of view or how do you sort of measure from a from a financial planning standpoint? How do you sort of measure how you do what you do going into the first half of 2021? Yeah, a good question, Neil. And, and uh, the answer might be a little surprising to, to a lot of people and probably not surprising to you because you and I also talk a lot. Um, but man, I, I don't pay attention to all of the noise. Um, I do pay attention to large macro trends, um, you know, to things that, that could have big, you know, impacts and, you know, one of the things that for us is the biggest impact on markets, it's not what Biden says or what, you know, um, Trump says or, you know, what whomever is sitting in the ivory tower says. I'm really interested in what people like Jay Powell say. You know, he's our Fed chairman. Um, you know, one of our rules for investing, you know, and, and it's not a trade secret, so it's, you know, we share it openly with folks is, um, is don't and and then the second one is the trend is your friend. I know that those sound silly, but they're easy to remember. You don't fight the Fed. So if the Fed's policies are accommodative, meaning they're going to keep interest rates low, um, then that's good for stocks. So that means you you keep your weighting of stocks in the portfolio, um, you know, as is, or or even you know you might increase them slightly. And then you know. And when is the, you know, the trend is your friend. So if the trend is positive, which it has been, um, you know, markets, you stay in. And then at some point, those things fall apart and break. And so that's kind of like, you know, we say be wary of the crowds, you know, at extremes. And it's funny, I have a couple, I have a couple of people in my life. I'll, I'll leave it very vague like that. I have a couple of people in my life that are the best investment tools that um that I could use to date and they're not you know they're not machines they're humans 
and um, they are my they are my what I call my contrarian indicator. So when those people, if those people started talking about, man, Martin, we should we should look at GameStop. I know, like, okay, we need to sell all of the GameStop in our portfolios. Or if they're like, hey, man, get me out of the markets, or you know, you shouldn't be investing in the markets. I'm like, okay, we need to pour more money into the market. So I just do the opposite of what they think or say. And it's like the mo- it's the best research tool that I have. And it's silly, but um, and and I don't make you know decisions for client portfolios based on it. But but they have been consistent about being wrong. So uh, <laughs> so I just look at the opposite of what they say and do, and um, it gives me you know that's a pretty good indicator for how we should how how we should be investing. But um, but you know I mean we do I do look at research and I do know what's going on but you know i don't let the noise distract me from um you know from what how we need to be managing our client portfolios and client assets and you know and even we'll have clients call in that that do listen to some of the noise and and most people i've you know most of our clients have been able to talk out of listening to financial news um but you know when they call and they say you know hey what should we be doing you know what are you doing about this? You know, the market's volatile. What should we be doing? And I'm like, what we should be doing is staying, sticking with our plan. Unless something changes like, hey, I lost my job or I'm retiring or I'm selling my business. When big events happen, that's when we revisit changing the plan. Not, you know, you know, if Biden says something or Trump says something or whatnot. Those are small little things. And, you know, and I just, you, we manage a large, large, large chunk of money. And, um, and, you know, I would be doing my clients a disservice if, if I made adjustments on every little piece of information, because, you know, timing, one of the things, one of my favorite sayings about the market too, is time in the market is much more crucial than timing the market. Because when you time the market, when you're trying to trade it, you got to be right twice. You got to be right when you sell, and you got to be right when you buy back in or vice versa. You got to be right when you buy in and you got to be right when you sell. And those are hard things to do. So, um, so just, you know, the slow and steady wins the race, creating a plan, sticking to it, man, that's, that's the winning formula, even though it sounds not sexy. I mean, sexy is good, but sometimes, sometimes you don't need sexy. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, you know, sometimes the dad bod is just as good as, you know the hard rock, yeah. sexy bod. I don't. I don't know. That's, I think you're going to have a hard time getting our uh, our female audience to agree with that. But but I mean, whatever you want to yeah. tell yourself. I mean, you know, <laughs> that makes me feel good. Enough. There are there are. <laughs> I, I, I will provide what I think is a better example. I, I, there are there are certain speaking of, of nutrition and and health and stuff. There are certain nights of the week sometimes that. I mean, it's always sexy to prepare it like the gourmet meal that you're super excited about. But some nights, man, you know, just um, a grilled chicken breast and a baked sweet potato and and a salad. It's not sexy, but it does the trick. It, it I love those. Gives you the fuel you need to uh, to get up to get, to get moving for the next day. It's 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 nourishment. You know what I mean? Some yeah. Everything can't be sexy, which is thank God because. I hadn't had a sexy day in my life, so. Dude, I know, <laughs> I would be out too. But you know, that's if, one if, of the If my wife were looking for sexy, I'd be back in trouble. the trading piece too, Neil, is, you know, the trading is the sexy, flashy thing, but it's not sustainable, you know, really long-term. And 
um, you know, the best thing to do is to just fuel your portfolio with the chicken breasts and the sweet potatoes and the salads. And every once in a while you get a, a I don't know, veal chop with a, you know, sauteed asparagus with hollandaise or bernays or whatever all of the fun stuff is. Um, yeah, but, you know, every day is every day it's okay to be grilled chicken and sweet potatoes. No, it's a great example. If you fill your portfolio with, with, with that kind of with stuff, fuel. every so often yeah. you can step out and try something a little crazy and it's not, yeah. and it's not going to hurt you. Yeah. Every so often a pandemic will happen and, and we'll, we'll swing at the fastball down the middle. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else you want to get to today? Man, I think we covered a whole lot more than I thought we were going to cover. It was a, I thought it was a great conversation. Um, you know, it took a bunch of turns and, and man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with where we are. So, uh, uh, I won't, I won't fill any more in. All right, so that does it for this edition of Mind on My Money podcast presented by Pinnacle Trust. Don't forget it's pintrust.com, P-I-N-N trust.com. Tell Martin and Stacy and the people at Pinnacle Trust that you heard about Pinnacle Trust on this podcast or on any of our MPW digital network of podcasts. You'll get 10% off your first year's fees. It's uh, got some winter weather coming for a lot of people in our listening audience, so be safe out there. And Until next week, take care.